Hey fam, what's up? Dr. O here, and I wanted to show you the book and talk about what's in it. Lies about black people, how to combat racist stereotypes and why it matters. Got it in my hand, and I wanted to just show you some of the things that are in the book as we get ready for this launch on July 15th. As you can see, forward by the great Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, somebody who's been a great mentor to me uh, for a very long time, and I'm greatly appreciative of, of that. As you can also see, this is a proof book, so it's not for resale. So when you get the physical book, the hardcover book, you'll see on the back endorsements from great individuals like Dr. Joe Madison, Roland Martin, Ayo Tometi, and, and Frederick T. Joseph, and just Ariva Martin, and many people who I'm just appreciative uh, took the time out to, to endorse this. I also want to talk a little bit about the setup. So one of the things that you're going to see in the book in that is in several chapters, I introduced the book with some form of poem. So I introduced a chapter with some form of poem. So you see, I start this one out with, with the love that hate produced and as I'm talking about lies. One of the things that I also like to do incorporate in the book is I have interviews with many people from across the world, across, across the country who are talking about their anti-racist journey. And so you'll see at the end of, it, of, of many of the chapters, you'll see something like this that says, my anti-racist journey. And as you see here, uh, this, this, one, this one talks from Dr. Richard Booth talking about his journey with anti-racism. And it's a wide, diverse group of people. Um, some people I know, some people I did not know because I, I put out the survey and different people responded. And so it's a really people from Hawaii, people who are, who are white, who are, who, are, who are black, who are uh, Hispanic. It's just a very diverse group of people, old, young. And I think that's something that you'll also appreciate just reading and, and hearing from other people. Uh, another thing that I do in the book is that I add different types of activities um, for you to do like right at the end of every chapter and so, or, or many of the chapters. And, and I really find like this is important because it gives you an opportunity to to sit back and really process um, some of the things that you may be, be seeing in, in the book. And because if you don't have an opportunity to do that, then maybe kind of just go on to the next chapter and just, just forget. So as you'll see here, it says, you know, act, you see, uh, activity, you know, how do you describe other people? Because what this chapter is talking about is this thing called your racial vocabulary. And does it make sense to really use terms like BIPOC or, or people of color or minority and the like? Because so many of us get caught up in language that we may not understand that uh, Latin, Latinx, for example, that we may not really understand if it's appropriate, if it's antiquated, if it's coming from a group that you were necessarily a part of. You know, we have opportunities to, to do a deep dive, you know, for that uh, in, in the chapter as well. So... If you wanted to get an idea, you know, of, of what the chapters are, uh, there's 23 chapters in here. So some people say, is this MJ inspired or something? It just happened to be what it is. So there, there's many, uh, a word on my words, uh, racism is the real big lie, why we must fight lies about black people, you don't know what you don't know, your racial vocabulary, lies the media told us. Another chapter, do black people feel pain? And that was really rooted in these conversations about what happens with people like Serena Williams and, and, and people who are lesser known black people in the community, uh, whether women who are pregnant or things dealing with medication and the idea that we feel less pain. Um, aren't black people more likely to be criminals looking at the prison justice system? Uh, black people can't just can't afford to live here. That's chapter nine. That's dealing with the issues of, of housing and racism and housing over the years, systemically uh, discriminate, discriminatory policies. Black people are just bad with money. That's another chapter and looks like and looks at the financial history in this country of how black people have, have been dealt with. 
Black people, this is kind of like a double entendre for this chapter. Black people can't swim here. That's what the chapter is about. And it's not about black people can't swim. It's about black people historically not being allowed, allowed to swim to such an extent that people would destroy their own community centers to make sure that black people weren't there. So the chapter is called the white privilege card. You can check that one out. Chapter 13, the lies behind white lives matter and all lives matter. You definitely want to check that out. Chapter 14, you know I got to talk about critical race theory and disinformation. That's one of my newer poems called Critical Racist Theory. You'll find in there. <clears throat> then we talk about AI, black intelligence, real or artificial. You'll enjoy that one. Chapter 16, we talk about anti-blackness uh, anti being global. Uh, 17, you know, we really start to deal, delve into more solutions as well. We have the activities where you're engaging in those things, but also start to engage in some of the solutions. We talk about be a leader. I talk about my LEAD model, which stands for listen, educate, advocate, and decide. We talk about uh, your organization. Is your organization itself anti-racist? Does your organization, chapter 19, does your organization need a diversity dictionary? Uh, chapter 20, go beyond performative celebrations of Black of the Black experience. You know, we see things like Juneteenth and Kwanzaa and how they get commercialized and, you know, we lose the real meaning and focus of it. So I talk about that. Uh, 21, increasing Black representation in your organizations. Uh, 22, uh, elevating Black students, becoming a more culturally competent teacher. Chapter 23, let's go upstander. You know, ending on some motivation, of course, more poetry. Of course, there's a glossary there. I save my acknowledgments towards the end. Have the glossary in there because I think it's important that we all come to the same agreement on terms because if I'm talking about individual racism and you're talking about systemic racism, we're never going to get anywhere. And so that's the book, Lies About Black People. And I also challenge a lot of lies about other groups in here, how Irish became white, how Italians became white, and how all of that plays into this idea about racism and the creation of whiteness. So I highly hope you check this book out. Uh, speaking engagements are going to be coming out relating to the book. So please get out there and, and support it that way as well. Uh, liesaboutblackpeople.com, how to combat racist stereotypes and why it matters. I feel like the format is very original. I think that you're really going to enjoy it. We're going to be building out a page on my website where people can also share their anti-racist journey as well. So wherever books are sold, you can get it. Going to be recording the audio book this week, so you can be getting that as well. Appreciate all y'all's support and make sure you get yourself a copy and I will see you somewhere, sometime, someplace working on being an upstander and never a bystander. Peace. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.